This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Oh. 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 What do you think this is? The army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. Bada bing! You blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I kidding? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Again. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a planet fucker? Uh, uh, This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live oh, at Five. Oh, yeah. Look, 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 look. Get that out. Yeah, that's right. No, uh, no sucking on candy, according to Amy Horton. Can't do it. Can't, can't do it. Uh, where are we? It's uh, eight minutes after uh, five o'clock. Go oh, figure. I uh, did not hear the hotline show today, but uh, Jeff... Graham called me up. He's very proud of his show. Well, he should be. Uh, a, a, a break from the political action and everything else we typically talk around here. And, and, and again, to hear it directly. And again, I can't wait to listen to the show. I was busy. I was out of town. Uh, but as uh, I, I, Billy Kapur, of course, on the hotline show for the first time ever. I mean, with all the uh, advertisements we hear from all the local car dealerships, all the family-owned car, car dealerships, particularly, especially the Capura family, uh, that was a long time coming. That should have happened a long time ago. Uh, but uh, I'm glad. Uh, and, of course, Jeff is uh, personal friends with Billy. And uh, Billy, apparently, from what Jeff was saying and others, was just uh, spot on and well he should be about the business. It's not just dollars. and Let me be perfectly clear. It's not all about dollars and cents. It's a lot of things. And especially with the crazy world that we live in right now, certainly after COVID, uh, Billy apparently, uh, you know, uh, explained wh- how the business runs and operated during that time, and uh, and how it's uh, operating today. So for someone to take his t- take the time out of his day to come in here to talk to Jeff Graham uh, on, I believe, what is also the eighth year uh, uh, anniversary of the passing of FX Caprera himself, Frank, who died eight years ago. I believe I know he died. Uh, on th- in, in October of 2014. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, obviously the family business continues. And uh, I think just great things happen for the Capera family. The Honda dealership in itself is uh, undoubtedly in, in a fantastic location. Why there hasn't been any development like that, especially for a car dealership off I-81, is beyond me. But nonetheless, uh, they, they figured it out. They built that. Now, how long ago has that been there? About six, seven, over. I remember Frank talking about the building. So the building's been there amazingly enough for at least eight years. Is time fly by that fast? I know a buddy of mine does like uh, asbestos abatement and all this stuff for his company. And I remember him going up there like a year before it, uh, it was built. It's like, God, that's, I can't, that had to be at least maybe nine, ten years ago. Time flies. All right, so the good news is, the Yankees, or well, the bad news is the Yankees are playing during, and now wait a minute, hold up, something happened here, and Cleveland just scored a run. Just as I opened up my big friggin' trap, 
Uh, it's unbelievable. I knew I was going to be distracted. And, and when uh, what's-his-face, uh, Stanton hit a three-run home run, and then um, Judge hit a home run, that, uh, a solo home run. It was 4 nothing. I'm not going to be here talking uh, pitch by pitch. But when I read uh, last night that uh, the game that was, of course, uh, canceled due to rain for the second time in this series, I'm thinking, oh, 4 o'clock. By the way, I had an appointment at 4 o'clock, which I steadfastly uh, quickly canceled. So anyway, the Yankees are now up four to one. This game isn't open. Hopefully, this isn't one of those moments in my life where I'm confident going into the hour, such as the live at five show, only to realize that the Yankees, you know, with Cortez on the mound, is going to give up one crappy bloop hit after another. It's four one. There's two outs, uh, and it's in the uh, top of the, I believe fourth inning. Anyway, um, I can't be distracted. The show must go on, right? Like, as I said. And here's the thing. The big story. Wait, let me turn that off. Dip, 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 dip. Come on. Enough, enough, enough. The big story, and I'm wondering if I can find it, other than, of course, the Yankees, is uh, IHC. Now, again, I'm a Catholic boy. I'm a Catholic boy, and I am okay. Uh, and I, and, but I hear nothing but crazy stuff going on there. And I don't know if it's... Uh, if it's on News Junkie, if I'm missing it. So if anyone wants to chime in, and of course, if Sandy's listening, Sandy was telling me the story earlier, that there's some controversy to, uh, going on right now in the postseason for the, uh, for the uh, hockey, not hockey team, what's the matter with me, for the soccer team. And ineligibility is the question. Plus, I've been hearing other crazy stuff about, uh, you know, uh, kids in the, in the exchange program coming in from other countries, particularly Italy, that are coming in and are not playing by the house rules, not being nice, complaining, and, get, and given red cards. You know what it takes to get a red card? I mean, a yellow uh, card in, in uh, I know a little bit about soccer. A yellow card in soccer means you did something wrong. A red card means you made fun of the ref's mother or something. I'm being, a, I'm being facetious here. But nonetheless, that's a big story. So right now, apparently, it's going to go into some type of, uh, there's a dispute to whether or not uh, the IHC soccer, boys soccer team can continue their, their postseason. And the question is whether or not it's the league that's allowing this or the state. And that's what Sandy was telling me. So some controversy going on there. Again, it's, it's good to know that uh, we have kids coming in. From, I remember this. And, I, and, I'm, and again, I, I, I'm walking on eggshells here. We're talking about kids. But... When I was a camp counselor way back when, at a, in a, at a Catholic camp, mind you, and uh, go figure that out, and it was back in the early 80s, and I noticed that a lot of the kids coming in from other countries, particularly Spain, the Canary Islands, uh, and Puerto Rico, were very, very outgoing when it came to sports. And boy, when you made a call, and of course we refed all the games, it was on a camp, nothing was sanctioned. And if you said something wrong, if, if, if they disagreed with your call, and this is like it's like floor hockey events. We're talking, I mean, not that it matters. It was, it was at a, a summer camp, for crying out loud. It, it doesn't matter. But to them, it did. And they would start yelling and start talking to me in, in another language. God only knows what they were saying. And I said, jeepers, creepers. I mean, our, our, you know, kids over here, they don't, I mean, they get upset. They don't get that upset. So I wonder if that's the same type of you know culture that's that's happening there. Exchange students, you know, they come from they they're exchange students for a reason. They come from a different background. They take their sports just as seriously as we do, by the way, but in some cases at least overreact. 
So now there's uh, some question marks going on there. So if anyone knows, obviously, a lot more than I do, this story just came out of the shoot a couple of hours ago about whether or not the soccer team can continue. No disrespect to the institution. It's a great place uh, and uh, great education there and so forth. But uh, they're running into uh, uh, some obstacles. So if you know about that, by all means, 755-1240. Tell me what's going on. Someone just texted me, but it's tough for me to text and watch the Yankees at the same time. My brothers are, are, are happy with the score, but uh, now it's 4-1. to one. Okay, so it's 15 minutes after. Uh, I, I, I offered uh, whether or not someone can, uh, you, know, uh, t- you know, kind of tap it, me into what's going on with IHC. And locally, not much happening. No news is good news. Uh, which is good to see, and uh, so and, and again, I know Billy was on the hotline show, but other than that, I don't know what's going on. So you're going to have to help me out. Give me a shout seven five five twelve forty. I also want to thank our friends at News Junkie once again for putting my mug up on top of the screen, and also uh, as of today, there is an ad banner there uh, for people to purchase tickets at the Black River Drive-in. I greatly appreciate that. Again, that's a double bill. Uh, feature of uh, uh, Rocky Horror on Friday night, the 28th, uh, followed by the brand-new Brain Hunter horror movie, which yours truly is in, along with John, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Fiore, who played Gigi in The Sopranos, and a couple other uh, Hollywood types, and that's the Brain Hunter, New Breed, 1987. So that will be shown twi- uh, uh, after um, Rocky Horror Friday, and then we reverse the process the very next night. All of this at the Black River Drive-In. All proceeds, repeat, all proceeds after our expenses uh, go directly, of course, to uh, Joe Stanley's music for the mission. So thank you very much for that, uh, News Junkie. Uh, go to the link, and I believe you can go and buy tickets online, although you can buy them right there at the gate uh, on both nights. 28th and 29th, Black River Drive-In. Okay, so other things going on in the world. I ju- you know what i got to do? i just got to turn off my phone. I can't be distracted. The Yankees are up right now. I, I, I can't be distracted by that because I can't chew gum and do a show at the same time. It's just impossible. So uh, yeah, so if, if you want to chime in about whatever's going on in your world. And, yes, even SG. Typically, SG needs for me to say something that in his mind is uh, misogynist in nature, uh, uh, you know, xenophobe in nature, xenophobia, I should say. Or sexist in nature, or racist, and or racially, you know, insensitive. Uh, that that's why he waits p- typically to like the last five minutes of the show, where he sums up everything I said and he constri- he, he he puts it into different categories. Uh, of course, that's not the case at all. Yours truly just tells it like it is. Now, for instance, uh, this latest thing about uh, uh, and Jim Levin's all over this. Uh, the George Floyd family are now suing uh, the guy formerly known as Kanye West. I think his name is Ye West as in Y.E. West. And, and uh, Ye West is pissing off a lot of people. First of all, a week ago or so, he was seen with Candace Owens, a well-known African-American woman who is also a devout conservative uh, and just, it just is, always on the char- is always hanging out with Charlie Knowles or somebody on the conservative side. Uh, he was seen with her uh, with uh, uh, T-shirts that say White Lives Matter. And that's a no-no, of course, particularly when it comes from an African-American because people like Chelsea Handler and all the other white elitists uh, don't like that when, when, uh, when a black man speaks on his own behalf, on his own recognizance. It, it, it bothers them. And, and again, I use that uh, Chelsea Handler as, as an example. Again and again, it was uh, her former boyfriend, 50 Cent, who said some flattering things about Donald Trump. This was when Donald Trump was president, by the way. It's like two years ago. I said, well, I think Donald Trump's doing a good job. Of course, Chelsea Handler had to chime in, you know, in, in between writing bad jokes for whatever blog she was work, working on. I said, oh, no, no, no. You don't talk that way. 
I'm your master, she didn't put in these words, but you know what I'm saying. She told him to take that back, and sure enough, he did. Kanye West, now known as Yee West or Ye, Ye, Yahoo West, whatever the hell his name is, is uh, he goes to a different beat altogether. So he goes out there with Candace Owens, with White, Matter, White Lives Matter. All the elite uh, are all over that. The Martha, Vineyard, the Martha Vineyard type just don't like that at all. And now, he, uh, just the other day, uh, he was uh, saying things about uh, the uh, J- uh, Jewish Americans and how they manipulate things in, in the media. And now he's now attacking uh, the George Floyd uh, scenario by suggesting that George Floyd did not die of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of uh, constraints to his neck uh, when, when the officer, what's his name, uh, from Minneapolis put his knee on his neck for, for nine minutes, although that was hard. That was awful and probably a major contributor to his death. He said that uh, he died of uh, fentanyl poisoning. So now, in turn, the, uh, the, the, the Floyd family, living b- way back down south in Houston, by the way, were estranged from George when that was going on in uh, May of 2021 and have already received an excess of $31 million from, their str- from the death of their estranged husband, uh, is now suing Kanye West, forget this, folks, $250 million. That's right, $250 million. George Floyd is suing uh, uh, the man formerly known as Kanye West. Incredible. And, and it's amazing because, I don't know, I walked by uh, Jim Levin's office. It's impossible not to. <coughs> and he's boasting about it like, like it's a big, big story. Like, oh, my God, look at this. Kanye West is finally going to go down once and for all. I said, I thought you were a man of equity. I thought you were a man that you know, wants to hear you know, people's expressions, people's uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, freedom to, 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 to talk up, particularly a man of color. No, not at all. What he's saying is, is, is dangerous. So it doesn't matter what color you are. If it goes against the grain, guys like Jim will be all over that. It's wrong. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. Um, of all the uh, stuff the city or the council wants to spend on, yeah, I think that the buying the golf course and the sixty-some acres, right, is the right thing to do. Why do you say that? Uh, why do you say, why do you feel that because way? Because we'll take control of that land. There's sixty-some right. acres that. He could go and put houses in the park, and we take control of the um, golf course, 18 holes, and uh, the other golf course is going to open up as a nine, so we'd be the only 18-hole golf course, plus uh, if they work it right, we're going to make a profit, you're going to have a lot of members, because most people don't want to play just at a nine-hole course, so they're going to flock up to the park and fill that up. Because there's a lot of townships and cities that own golf courses. Yes, right, right. And that's all the equipment, buildings, everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good buy, and I think they ought to go for it and take control of that. Nobody else can ever touch it. So what do you think about it? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Um, I'm I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it other than how does PJ get involved with all this? Why why was there some type of, I guess you could say, compromise for, okay, the city takes over, uh, um, you know, uh, what's his, I'm forgetting the developer's name right now. Mike, Mike, what's his last name? Sorry. Um, Oh. Just, I'm drawing a blank. I'm looking right at him. I just, um, Tony. No. What the hell is his name? <laughs> the guy that owns the park. Anyway, okay, so uh, the, the city takes over the 18 holes, right? Is that correct? Is that what you're saying? We yeah. buy. Well, yeah. And then and he. The 56 acres. Okay, 56 acres. And he gets to build his homes up there? Mike Lundy. He no, get, no. If the city doesn't buy it, right. he, can, he said 
that he might build homes up there. Gotcha. And nobody wants homes in the park. Right, right. Because, you know, he's got a right. He owns that land. Right, I know, yeah. Off the golf course. Right. He owns it. He could do what he wants with it. You know, P.J. has threatened quite a few times to put houses on the back nine of dives. Right. So he's not the only one. Right. And turn it back. See, original Ives was a, a nine hole. It was, yes. That's what it was built, right. and most of its life until uh, guys took it over and uh, made it into 18. But um, I think, you know, I think uh, that we should do that. And uh, the reason why there's a compromise is because uh, I've started the whole thing mm-hmm. about about uh, him having the golf course in the park, right. and the city didn't charge him enough. Right, That's right. how it all started. Gotcha. They, <clears throat> PJ said the city did not charge him enough, and it wasn't fair. Right, right. So that's how it started. Now, PJ mm-hmm. and the uh, guy that owns the park now, they got together, Mike and they're both suing the city. Hmm. So this way, if the city buys, then both suits are gone. Everything is done. Right. They can't ever sue again. Right. And like I said, the change in the golf courses, that's part of the deal. Right. You know, so um, I think it should be done and get it over with and let the city own it. Like I said, there's a yeah. lot of establishments that own their own golf courses. I didn't know that. I mean, name, name oh, one. Yeah, name, 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 like, like, okay, name, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, I mean, okay, so, for instance, like, uh, 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 um, what's the one on Route 342? Uh, Highland Meadows, is that owned by the town? No, that's privately owned. What about, okay, Willowbrook and the three nine holes? I think that's privately, too. All right, uh, Carloden. Not sure. Okay. Uh, I think they're private too. Oh, oh okay. Well, wait a minute. Listen, oh, do we have any? I'm not. I'm talking. Not talking this area. Oh, okay. But in, in, in big city areas, right, right. Uh, a lot of uh, cities own their own. Golf so, do courses. you know that uh, is PJ? Okay. So, uh, just so I know, Ives uh, is is going. Are they definitely going to scale down to nine holes, and, and PJ is going to build? That's the, what the uh, sale. Says. That's kind of if sad, the though. the city buys it, that's what's going to happen. And I only say that for sentimental reasons, because, one, both of the courses, uh, and I just ma- I just named all three courses the best in the, in the in the North Country, and I'm not including Malone. That's another area, because Malone is outstanding. But uh, there you have it. Ives, the park, and what what am I missing here? Um, there's, there's, a, there's a third one. But those two particular courses, oh, Carloden. Carloden, I just love that course. I think we have a lot of great courses here, including like, oh, I know which one you wanted to refer to, Clayton. Clayton owns their own yeah, uh, nine-hole golf yeah. course. And I think Clayton. Wellesley Island has their own municipal court uh, course up there. They have three courses on Wellesley Island. Yeah, I think that's their, yeah, they yeah. own that. Right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah but here, here's the problem with all of this, and it's not a problem, don't get me wrong. But as you know, we have like three weeks for to golf up here. And I had oh, a discussion. We got a lot more than that. Well, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I played for most of my life. I don't play anymore. I, but yeah. you know, they start in the spring. Yeah. And you and I saw them yesterday. Guys out. Oh, people! Golf I'm sure golfing today. Courses. We're just getting a, a funky weather deep into October, November. It wasn't always the case. But you have to agree with me that the wi- the window of opportunity for golfers is very slim in the North Country, even more so than it is south of the of of the Thruway. Would you agree with that? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're talking about maybe a month weather, or so, the guys at least. Go out. Yeah. Uh, even in Florida, when they get the cold weather, yeah. they go out. Yeah, they you do. Know, they go out and play. Right. But uh, these guys here, Bunch of wimps, you know, will take it as long as they can right, right through to the snow flies. But I just can't believe, between you and me and everyone listening, of course, I cannot believe the number of golf courses that we have that we're still... Oh, in this area? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have like 18 yeah. golf courses around here. I counted them up to go, uh, some time ago. Syracuse, and they're all around there too. Yeah, I mean, how do we do? It? How do they pay the taxes? How do they do well, the they, upkeep? They have enough people playing at their courses. <sighs> Man. They must get enough money to uh, upkeep. Now Highland Meadows is a beautiful course. It is. He's got all kinds of equipment right. and people working there. A nice restaurant with right. people working there. Right. They must make enough money to do it. I, I, I'm just saying because you know if if radio were open for like four months out of the year, boy, you got to get you got to get working uh, yeah. to pay off the bills that you're not going to make know. for the other eight months. So it's a yeah. challenge. So, that's for but sure. I think they do all right. Otherwise, they couldn't stay in. No, business, I agree. No doubt. No, no. Well, that's good. So you're right, you're happy. That's good. I'm glad you're happy. I'm sure other people are happy about the the, the latest results about uh, Golfgate and uh, and all the things that uh, essentially started you know years ago, and uh, it seems like they're coming to a friendly uh, you know outcome, which is good to see. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, what's happening? Yeah, uh, Alex Bay has their own course. Alex Bay has their own municipal course. Yes, very nice course. Right. I've been and there. And then you go up to Morristown. The state owns that one between Morristown and Ogdensburg. What about Clayton? And then Waddington. Waddington oh, not Clayton. Has their own. Canton. What's that? Canton. Canton. Uh, I don't know if they got a ministry. Yeah, I think maybe they do. So okay, uh, the university has one there. Right. Right. So are you happy? But there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of municipal owned. Well, not, horses around. No, not that many. Uh, so, are you happy with the results? Well, they're either owned by the state. There's the state owns a few of them, right? You know, throughout the North Country. I'm just, I'm just giving you some of the local ones. Right. Been, yeah, but for I'm the most part, there's more privately owned golf courses up here than municipal owned golf. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's, a, there's, a, you know, there is a lot of golf courses here. And I got to tell you, you know, playing golf in uh, Carolina and all over, and especially down near Myrtle Beach where you play. Oh, my God. And, yeah. And uh, where my kids used to live in near Beaufort, South Carolina. Uh, it's expensive to play down there compared to up here. You can play for practically nothing up here. I know. Heart and everything. I, but I think the leagues are what keep the, keep the courses open. Good point. Thursday night, men's night, typically. Uh, well, I, I know the park. Uh, I think they had leagues almost every night. Nice. And then the, uh, you know, the uh, how open, much how uh, much golfing was the weekend? Do golf courses get a break on taxes? Do they have to pay the same amount per acre per square foot on like school tax? No. Like no, I was going to say that's impossible. I mean, you go bankrupt just well, it on depends, taxes. Depends on the scale of the of the golf course. You can, right. you know take some of Donald Trump's golf courses. I'm sure he pays higher taxes than. Right. You know, Highland Meadows or the one out of L.A. or, you know. I mean, w- would you own a golf course in northern New York? Would you own an operator? No, no, I no, no. I mean, every day you know, you'd have to worry about paying the bills. Area. Yeah. Yeah, well, how about, the, how about a ski area? Oh, my God. You know, or, you know anything like that. And, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because Dry, Dry Hill was sold to a young couple. She's a chef, apparently. And uh, I, that's so good to see. But, you know, you know, I just wish them well. Because there's another. That's like having outdoor. Con- that's like owning a business where you do outdoor concerts. Like every every time you put up a concert, you got to worry about the weather. And when you have a right. small uh, uh, a ski resort like Dry Hill, which is awesome, by the way, uh, you, man, you need that weather. You need the snow by Christmas, or you, or your profits are going to be eaten in half. 
uh, because that's the big week for, uh, for, for the college kids when they come home. I, at least that's how I was told years ago that the most profitable time for ski, ski uh, resorts are Christmas week in January. And that makes sense, right. obviously, because that's when the kids... Yeah, the holiday, the, the, the two breaks, right. the Christmas break, and, uh, and then the Thanksgiving break, uh, usually if they get snow. But right, right. And in some areas do. But, the, yeah, this, the seasonal stuff is really, really tough. I know I had friends of mine who used to run the uh, concessions at some of the, like, uh, Wells Island, right. State Park, or Weskitson. It's tough. You know, I used to deliver food to them, and... Uh, right. Uh, that's that's a tough goal because uh, you don't get the good weather. You right. know what I mean. Right. Uh, campgrounds, another one. That it's just one of those things. But, right. You know, up here, the last couple of summers have been nice up here. Beautiful, absolutely. Beautiful. The other thing you, you have to worry gotten, you haven't gotten all the rain like you, you know you normally would get. Well, yeah, but remember, August up here is typically dry. And the worst time to golf, in my opinion, is, is August because everything is dried out. It's good to yeah. extend your drive by about 30 yards, but it's not pretty. It, it, golf courses are just not as pretty when in the, bat, in the, in the heat, hot, hot sun. I haven't golfed in many years, but I used to golf quite yeah. a bit uh, with the late, great uh, Chris Marcella, uh, also with John Murphy, uh, and, uh, you know, for the most part, always golfed in, uh, locally. Uh, and Ives yeah. was one of them. That's why, to me, Ives, I would, ha- you know, I know it, PJ's got to do what he's got to do. And if there's one guy, obviously, that could do that, it's PJ. But it would be sad to see the elimination of those nine holes uh, in Ives because that's, a, that's such a beautiful course. It's a PGA course. So and, and are we sure that PJ is going to do that? Do we know? We should, we should have PJ call the show. Um, well, he, uh, I guess, according to reports, him and Lundy are kind of going to work together. On they're going to work together. Or this or is like the end of uh, Pretty Woman. When uh, Ralph Bellamy and uh, Richard Gere get together and build ships together, mm-hmm. that, that it's like yeah. you know they, they were fighting with each other, you know, at the at the dinner table, and, and with his great grandson and, and, and all that stuff, and they weren't going to get along, and they're butting heads and this and that and lawsuits, blah blah blah, and now they're best buddies. Well, I wouldn't say that, but they're going to build, they're going to work together, and that's great. I love to see that. I really do, and I well, mean that. I'm not making that up. They're good yeah. people. Yeah, it would be good to see uh, you know people working together up there because it would. Uh, yeah, why not? Because know, benefit, benefit the area in the long run. But I yeah. mean, I could. I, I know there was talk years ago about, uh, and I guess there was a covenant put into the golf course. I thought, and I feel that you know there was talks that uh, he wanted to make it a nine-hole golf course and then build houses around it, and. Uh, you know, they wouldn't let him or something. There was something in the, the deed restriction or whatever that he couldn't do that. Sure. In the same way, but Lundy made it very clear to the city that yeah. he intended on building housing around the golf course. Right. And not on park property, but on the property that's in the town of Watertown. Right, right. It's which actually not part of the park. Right, which is nearby. And, uh, he, yeah. He, yeah, and he said he wanted to build homes there, and yeah, he made that clear that that There's was his intention. That. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what, why that all of a sudden became a, a contentious thing, yeah. because he, he had told him that. Right, right. All right, I got I to do one more, but thanks for the update. Uh, yeah, we're going to make room for uh, SG, I know. <laughs> no, 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 I got to do a break. <laughs> all, right, all right, buddy. I'll talk to you. That's, uh, that's the Duff Man, and this is the Live at Five show. We do have another call before I go into a break. Let's do that. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, just to let you know, you're talking about the ski areas. Yeah. What carries, I skied up, my family and me skied up there for over 25 years. And what uh, carries the ski areas is season passes. Yeah, right. I hear it. Yeah. sold up. 
a ton of them before the snow was even there because you got a discount. Right. And of course, he's got uh, they got a bunch of snowmaking machines, so even if the weather just gets cold, sure. they can cover the uh, they can cover most of the hill with the ski make. Right. But the season passes are are the way they uh, stay alive. Because right. I remember when Gary Gurkin owned it, sure. I helped him build the lodge up there, and uh, nice. that's how they made it. Nice. And Tim's been in business for 30 years, yeah. and he wouldn't have stayed in business 30 years if he didn't make money. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, but he had to invest. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he had to buy the equipment. Right. I can remember the time, Glenn, when we had an old snow-making machine up there with a Volkswagen engine, and it blew up. Hmm. And the uh, we had a real dry winter, and January came and still didn't have any snow. This whole east was like that. He came, a guy came from out west with the newest machines, and he would set them up from Cortland area, showed them how he could cover the field, and he went to every ski area, and he ended up at Dry Hill to show them how it really works. And uh, so that's that's how they got into the ski making. But I suppose it's not cheap. So. No, no, okay, I'm sure it's not. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Well, we're talking about a lot of things today. Golf courses, seems like that uh, ongoing dispute is over, finished, which is good. Uh, I have a slow internet on my uh, uh, laptop here, so I'll have to figure out why. And also, uh, we're talking about new ownership at Dry Hill and, and, the, and the challenges. And yet, there's a reason why we have a, a Dry Hill up here. We have a ton of snow. We have a bunch of people that obviously like to ski, particularly young people. All right, let's do this. Let's do a commercial, and we'll be back after this. Hey, y'all, it's Carolina Chuck. 585807. Ah, you know, when you when you have a talk show host, or rather talk show, and you are a talk show host, people listen. Now, whether or not PJ was listening, I don't know, because he's a busy man. PJ, you there? Yes, I am. Now, were you, listen, were you listening to the show, or did one of your many associates tell you, uh, or were your ears ringing? How about both? Ah. <laughs> How about both? All right, so I'm confused with what's going on. You have to cure my ignorance, because I was out of town, and I really haven't been paying attention to this. But from what I know... It looks like, and you're going to correct me right now. This is PJ Simeo, by the way. You, uh, are th- are you and, and Mike Lundy going to build ships together like they did in in in, uh, in Pretty Woman with Ralph Bellamy and Richard well, Gere? Are you going to do that? Well, as I as I said before, yeah. And nobody in the media wanted to listen to me because the narrative that kept on being put out there was that Mike and I were like you know competing developers or rival developers, right? And I guess that was try you know kind of intriguing to put out there, but it simply wasn't the truth. Well, you, and I really don't compete with what we do. Right. And then, and again, not for nothing, but this, I mean, if you hadn't spoken up about the, the issues that you deemed necessary as, hey, we got the parking lot, we got the, the adjacent property, all the stuff, we, I don't need to get into it. You know it better than I do. Do you think that this resolution would have gotten to where it is right now if you hadn't made it, for the lack of a better way of putting it, make, made a stink about things? Well, I, I think this, I think that there were issues that were sitting there, and a lot of people have known about those issues through the years. But because of their positions in the community, no, one, everybody was kind of afraid to bring them forward. Right. And after dealing with the issues for so long, I decided to bring them forward, and that was actually prior to Mike Lundy's ownership of uh, the Watertown Golf Club. So at this point, I mean, again, uh, so what? Where do we go now? I mean, it, this is what I know. Uh, the Watertown, Water the city of Watertown is going to take over the park, all 18 holes. Uh, is that correct? 
That is that is correct. And then, yes. Okay. So, but how does that affect you? And is how is there a compromise with your course as far as the back nine is concerned? And what is your plan, if you don't mind me asking? Well, well, because Mike and I had a deal that we were doing moving forward on until the zoning issue came about with the city. Okay, gotcha. And that's what led to the meeting with us meeting with the city and discussing the issue gotcha. and bringing that to the forefront. Gotcha. All right, so uh, now... So, yeah. is, is, go ahead. No, so, uh, I, and you, you and I have talked about this before. It's tough having a lot of golf, two major golf courses in the city of Watertown, or anywhere for that matter. Did you feel like two beautiful 18-hole golf courses were in direct competition with each other, where one canceled the other, or both of them couldn't survive, PJ? Well, here, here, here's the reality of it. Both golf courses were in, you know, private owners' hands. Right. And in in this situation, well, in any situation, none of us are going to last forever, right? But in this situation, this piece of property was within the footprint of the Thompson Park. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we found out in, I think it was August 11th, that there was a proposal to rezone that piece of property, which brought everything to the forefront and really uh, convinced us both that the city really did not want any development up there in the park. Yes, um, after the fact, there was um, the council members, I think, were in favor of keeping the zoning the same. Um, in fact, some people were in favor of you know developing it, and right. we were, were proponents of that. Mm-hmm. But um, in the, in, I guess in the best interest of the city and long term, um, it's probably best to be in their hands since it is within the footprint of the park. Um, and I and I think that's really uh, where I think it's a, a good situation for the city. Where you know, let, let's face it, they have been involved with that property for uh, since I think 1965, maybe long time. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. So this is you know taking the development out of play. It's putting it in municipal hands. And I think at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, some, something had to give, right. and I decided that it would be, you know, the, the right deal at this point in time would be for Ives to go back to the original nine holes, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be some people that aren't going to be happy about that, right. Right. but I, I truly believe that Mike and I did what was, what was also in the best interest of the city and to kind of end, you know, this whole what they call Golfgate. So, sure. now what happens to the? Uh, okay, let me, let me. First of all, let's look at the landscape because I'm pretty familiar with with your course. This is Ives. What is is? Does that mean that the the obviously the the there's seven holes right behind the clubhouse? Is that correct? Am I right on that? There's six holes. Six there. holes. There's six holes there. So it goes from one, jumps over the street, and comes back to thirteen. So there's six holes. Yeah, so you there. go one, jump across, play two and three, right. come back on thirteen, and right. then continue at fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17, and 18, and back to the clubhouse. All right, so is it, is it simple math, then, that the six remain there and there's three on the other side of, uh, of Ives? Correct. It's, yes, that's exactly what will happen. All right, so is, would that mean you would include the number two and the and the par three and what else? One more one more hole? I mean, yeah, yeah so, succession? so, so two, would, two, two would be, you know, number two, three would be three, right. and then 13, we just renumber the holes coming in. Okay, gotcha. Four and so on. Gotcha. So forth. Okay, gotcha. All right, all right. Uh, that's going to be a sad day when that happens. I mean, you just mentioned it, but it will be sad because that's. A, I mean, just to build, just to build a green. You know this better than anyone. Will cost you in excess of like thirty, forty thousand dollars, if not more. Yeah, it, it, yeah but, but you 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 really got to look at you know what what this has done, 
and I and I, I think a lot of people saw that is this keeps the continuity going with golf in the park, protects the park, protects against development. And like uh, Ken Mix said last night at, uh, during the meeting, at, at certain times, uh, the property in the middle has become what he called pinch points hmm. to try to get trails around there and doing things. And this will just simplify things for the city. Mm-hmm. In the long run, you're protecting the park, you're adding to the park. Sure. And that was a kind of a missing piece to the puzzle. So what are you, you going to... And I think yeah. what really has... You know, what people really... Um, should you know uh, be aware of is it's my opinion that this situation should have never even popped up as they were doing the leases through the years and they were negotiating right. and what I called sweetheart deals through right, the years. Right, right, little cronyism. Um, they yeah, should yeah. have negotiated it in to right. the deal. Right. In my opinion, right. that it was restricted right. from any development and and dealt with the problem uh, that has existed for years. I think. What this council has done mm-hmm. is cleaned up the issues of the past. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and I think and, everybody can move forward. Is it perfect? They say settlements are when uh, all parties walk away from the table right. with mutual levels of dissatisfaction. Right. Right. And I think not everybody's going to be happy here. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, thrilled about going down to a nine-hole golf course, but right. I believe... Because of the situation and the city owning all the land around the Watertown Golf Club, right. uh, something had to give, sure. and, and I decided it was best. Mike and I have discussions; have had discussions through the years, right. uh, last couple of years, of what to do. Right. One, one goes eighteen, one goes nine. Right. You know, right. and I think this is a successful resolution to sure. the problems. So, what is everybody going to be happy? No, no, no. but. Yeah, I, I think it's impossible to make everybody happy, right. but I do agree with your previous caller callers that it's you know it takes care of the you know it takes care of the issues. Right. It puts an end to golf game, and everybody can move forward. And I think it'll be you know a, a good move for the city, you know, in years and years to come, so, future generations. All right. So here's a big question: What do you do with the with the remaining? What do you do with that property on the other side of Ives? What, what do you have any plans, or is that tentative, or is it too I, early? No. I don't. I really don't. I just I did not know what was going to happen. Hmm. I had no idea really how it was going to go. Yeah. Um, and once they made the decision last night, I've got to start thinking about what I do. Well, I mean, you know, any you know, early th- I mean, no- any early thoughts? <laughs> I mean, you got to build the development well, back there, I, like I, Pottersville. I mean, honestly, I, I really at this point in time don't don't know. I mean, I don't know if you know we put a uh, you know a little practice area out there for the golf course. I don't know if there's. Development that goes on. I know one of your previous callers mentioned covenants that restricted me from developing. That wasn't it. And what I did back, I think, it was in 2012 when there was a whole apartment craze going on. Right, right. Kind of yeah. put it out there to yeah. see if there, if there was any chance of me doing that there. Right. And of course, um, that was wasn't well received. So no. we pulled back. Yeah, right, right. And you're right. Are you, you know, referring to the apartments that I mean? There's low cost apartments over there. There's some high scale condominiums or, or, or you know townhouses. They didn't. They didn't come. This is not that type of region up here, PJ. And I think you know that better than anybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know. So I, I you know, again, I'll, I'll deal with it and what we got to do with the backside, and you know, in the years to come, um, and we'll you know. Uh, get get this thing, you know, they, they get that moving forward. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that'll make a lot of people happy. They've had a, a lot of, you know, members up there. And they've, they're going to get, you know, all the 18-hole tournaments. Right. Um, I don't, I mean, we may have done some nine-hole golf outings through the years. Sure. But I don't recall. I mean, we, I'm not going to say, I won't swear that we haven't done it, but right. I don't ever recall 
doing like a nine-hole tournament. No, or we, like I said, we may have done outings, but I don't see that we've ever done any nine-hole tournaments. So, real quick, member guest that goes up to the uh, from this point going forward, the member guest or or the city tournament that's going to go up to the park now from this point. Yeah, going forward. And, and and you know, I, and I think that's appropriate. It's it's a city championship. It's held up in the park, and yeah. and, and they can showcase right. Uh, you know, showcase the. Uh, the golf course up there and everything else. Well, one more last question. You know, uh, when, in as far as working with, with uh, Mike, does that mean that you're able to develop things on his property and he's able to develop stuff on, on your property? Or is that, are, we, are you looking at something like that or what? Well, right now, there'd be no, no, that, that, that property is all being, you know. Sold no, I mean, as the, far as building, say, hey, I'll, go, I'll, you know, you know how builders are. They're, they're building a house. I, I mean, again, I don't know the nature of Mike's Mike, business anymore. Mike and I, the, the, the funny part is, like, like I said, Mike and I did not have a bad relationship. We, it was it, because of some things that happened with the city, right. he was involved, and right. that was a, a really a, a situation issue I had with the city. Right. And some other stuff, we, we've, you know, we get along just fine. No, I'm sure you do. And this is all business. Yeah, this we, get is along, business. we get along just fine. And we just, you know, like I said, I think I think this was all good for Thompson Park, and I think it, you know, uh, you know, it's the final piece to the puzzle Let up me, in the park. One, yeah. one, one last question: Is Cliff only sure. is Cliff only instrumental in getting this deal done? It, 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 did Cliff help? I, I don't think no. I don't think any anybody was. I think who was instrumental in this deal yeah. is Mike and I were doing our own deal. Right, right. And when we found out that there was an issue with the zoning, right. we had two choices: to keep on going forward and doing it the way we were doing it, right, right. or sit down with the city and discuss the issues. Right. We decided it was better to be transparent right. and discuss the issue out front right. and that's exactly what we did so our, our all we we invited them to a meeting and we had a meeting um, and discussed the issue are, are all yeah I guess you could say lawsuits off the table going forward is that official or everything this will clean up everything yes wow. is this a good day for Watertown no more threatened or future litigation everything gets settled and it's you know when everything's done and finished yeah. it's over with it, it, this the is city a good... will have themselves an 18 hole golf course up there in the park, I will be, you know, restricted to nine, yeah. and uh, you know, we'll we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, I love it. I love what's going on here. I'm I got educated, and I'm glad that someone put a buzz in your head because uh, I know you weren't listening, PJ. I know you're not. <laughs> no, I do listen to what's going on. I really do. I really no, do. And just... a lot of times, I just for, you know, I'm doing other things. Yeah, yeah, and time passes. I wanted to listen to Billy Kapur today. Yeah, I did for a little while, and then I got tied up on the phone. Yeah, I heard and that I heard was bits and show. pieces. Yeah. But I, what he did, what I did here, he did a great job. Yeah, and and, and no surprise. PJ Simeo, thank you for calling in, sir. You're welcome, Glenn. I'll thank t- you. I'll talk to you. Have That's, a good night. Uh, PJ Simeo, otherwise known, I, re- I refer to him as a, as a well-known businessman. Uh, in Watertown. All right, I got to do a break. Thanks, PJ. Uh, let's do the break. You're listening to the Live at Five show, and we'll be back right after this. Roof look- All right, it's four to one. Uh, there's a pitching change. I'm talking about the Indians game. And my brothers are going back and forth. We need more runs. We need more runs. You're up by three runs. You're in the what will be the top of the sixth inning at Yankee Stadium, and there's still you're still not. You still need more runs. That's a lot of confidence right there. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, that is good news. It is good news. So, uh, nothing bad to say about uh, yours truly today? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't hear it all, so maybe it said some crap. <laughs> right. I, uh, I, but, but uh, no, I mean, if the city, city was sneaky, like you, ever before Mr. Lundy bought it, the, the city was trying to buy it themselves, and they were being sneaky, and nobody knew about ah, it. Ah, there was some sweetheart out. deals over the years. That yeah. happens. No, no I'm, no, I'm talking about just when that deal, the deal felt they were going to buy it before. Mr. Lundy bought it, but but they were being sneaky and not letting anybody know. And the news 
found out about it, and then it became this big deal. Right. So the deal fell through, and it's, it's great that it's coming back and it's going to happen again. That's awesome. Kudos to everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> so the, does that mean, again, I should have asked PJ this, but th- so the city essentially is going to put, like, help wanted ads, uh, need uh, a pro, uh, we need uh, waiters and waitresses, we need groundskeepers. Is that what's, what's going to happen? I mean, if the city takes it over, they're not going to sublease it to a management company. They're going to operate it like, like it's a city entity. Is that, is, am I reading that right? I, I, would, I, w- I would think so, yeah. I, I mean, that's up to the city. They can do it either way. Huh. You know, you can could, you could subcontract it out or you could, but, but, but then they have complete control of any, everything either way. You you know, know. By the way, SG, you're not a golfer, are you? No, in my back I couldn't be, but I never. I, I did some putting in my day. <laughs> right, 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 right. With the windmill, I'm sure. No, no, we we used to. My friend uh, lived across the street from a golf course, and we go over at night. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, amazingly enough, I I had a golf in Queens. We had a huge golf course, Forest Park, uh, and it's still there. It's uh, it's just a huge golf course, right smack in the middle of Queens. They shoot a lot of uh, CSI episodes there, Law and Order. Uh, a lot dead, of bodies. dead bodies. Been there, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need dead bodies. All right. So, um, okay. wait, real quick. Uh, two. Uh, uh, you going to go to Rocky Horror Picture Show along with? Because uh, you're a horror guy. I'm in that movie Brain Hunter. No, I'm not. No, I'm not really a horror guy. I, no, I'm not. What do you mean <laughs> you're not? You. I, I've been in your house. You got all those gory things, glor- you know, all over the walls and stuff. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I, no, I'm not. I, I watch. I like vintage horror, like. You know, Dracula, Bo- okay, not not again. Yeah, yeah, creature of the black ago. You know, yeah, the yeah, one thing I have to say is uh, again, I, and our friends don't listen to this show. The my, my the friends that were nice enough to let me into this movie and whatnot. But the w- one thing is for sure, it's like, look, when you go out and you make a movie, know what you're doing. I mean, it's like anything. I don't care what it is. If you're gonna go on the ice, know how to skate. Because if you don't know how to right. skate, you, you you have no business being on the ice. Glenn Curry is not a ice hockey player. Why? Because they can't skate. Even if I could, doesn't make me a good skater. Today, and again, I, these are lovely people. And they say, oh, yeah, we point and shoot. We've got video cameras. We've got this, blah, blah, blah. We can bring in this guy, bring in that guy. No one knew what the hell they were doing. So I'm trying yeah, to yeah. fix this. I'm like, and I'm doing a good job because Glenn Curry knows what he's doing. You know, I'm yeah, a reasonable. That whole death speech that you couldn't. You know, yeah, yeah, right. And you saw it. it. That's right. So what? What I did was my death speech. I enhanced my audio. I'm going to get Ken uh, Martin to help me, and then I'm I, I'm adding some very cool, intricate things that are subtle. But like you know, for instance, there's one scene where the woman's like, "Hmm, this is interesting," and she looks the other way, and it cuts to another scene. I said, "Well, before you cut to the other scene, you have to have music. The moment she and she has the realization that she's on to something, or she thinks of something, and that human condition, hearing, you know, that that little subtle music yeah, yeah, underneath, yeah. and then and then it just you pick up the audio and you blend it into the next scene, and then you d- dissolve it out when more dialogue." I was like, you got to know that stuff before you make a movie. You got to know that stuff, SG. Uh, so I that's still don't what know who the guy in the mask is. I mean, who, who yeah, I don't know. Well, he had the mask yeah. and he didn't. At one point, he's in the driveway and he's not. Uh, yeah, and, and well, when they just meet up, they have a shootout with the guy and they get in the car and they're driving off. Yeah. And the first question is, isn't who the hell is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Why is there a guy walking into the garage? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I yeah, you would, you'd be asking some big questions right there. Yeah, right. I mean, when I, for instance, when I did the Egan's, I had in mind, like, well, okay, today we're going to do this, today we're going to And it was all supported by narrative and so forth. That, that helps. But I knew what I was looking to do, and I brought my, you know, my, my A game as far as the audio is concerned. I could have done better, but at least people could hear it. I mean, that's the main thing. Without, you can't but, do something if you can't hear it. Go ahead. 
Your, your, your ear looks spectacular. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Oh, my hair has never <laughs> been longer than it is your right ear, now. Your ear, your ear. My ear, yeah. And another thing that I noticed is that I was washed out because they weren't adjusting. You know, you know, we're in fluorescent lights and whatnot. I have this white hair. I look, I look like Speed from the, uh, from uh, the Odd Couple. You know, the guys, one of the guys that uh, played uh, poker. And again, I don't mean to say this behind anyone's back, and obviously I am. But I use this as an example. Like this isn't just at the low level, Central New York. Let's do a movie. This is everywhere. I see jump cuts in major productions. I see bad yep. audio. I see bad video. I see bad CGI. This latest movie with uh, the Rock, uh, at whatever his name is, Rock Adam, Blank Adam, whatever. It's it looks terrible. Every time I see The Rock, I say, oh, there's The Rock. I, I can't see him as anything else. And now he's making himself out to be a black Superman. And it just it's not yeah. adding up. Black, uh, black Adam is the name of it. Black Adam, yeah. 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 And, and it's I like, the, I, I, it looks I'm terrible. Bad. And it's yeah. I'm sure it's going to make a billion dollars. And that's what that guy was talking about the other day, that we appeal to 16-year-olds and the country of China, and we're not making good movies anymore. It's on all levels. I got to go, but I thanks, like, SG. I like Deadpool. Yeah, okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right, that's SG. All right, this was the Live at Five show. Thanks to P.J. Simeo. Good, lively show. I was distracted because of the Yankee game early on. They're ahead still by uh, three runs. Let's hope for the best. Let's hope they're going on to the next level. Up next, CBS News. Everyone have a good night. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by...